Welcome, welcome. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're glad to be back. Definitely. As always. First and foremost, let's kindly apologize if we seem a little... uh, Inebriated? I guess that's the word, you know. As you can see, it's one of those nights. Cheers. Cheers. Salute. Yes, you always got a drink after cheers. Oh yeah, it's not a regular occasion. That's that. That's that hen dog, like uh, yeah, hen dog. like Shannon Brown would say. Shannon Brown. That's him. Shannon Brown. Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp. Le Shannon Sharp. Le Shannon Sharp. Le Shannon Sharp. Come on, Skip. That's Apple. Come on, Skip. But uh, yeah, it's not a regular thing. We're not big drinkers, but we felt, you know, tonight it's Friday. Felt a little. What are we uh, calling it again? Anything goes. Anything goes. Anything goes. Been sipping on some. That hand out. So yeah, you know, just apologize if you know if a few words of slur and if we you know go a little off the cuff and maybe rant a bit, but it is again, what it is. Apologies in advance, but yeah, great to it's be. It's our back. version of a uh, drunken history. Sure. How about that? Sure. We'll, we'll we'll give it that. Cheers to that. The drunk pot. But yeah, what we have on deck today, I know we were chatting it up just before we started rolling and he needs a top up. That's enough, that's enough. I think that should do me for the pot, hopefully. I drink my honey meat. No rocks, just neat. Straight to the chest. All right, let's get back to the podcast. First topic of the day. And Becky's in trouble. I got a girl named Becky. And Becky's in trouble, guys. Got a girl named Becky. She's not the only one. She's not the only one. What's, what's, what's homie's name? William H. Macy. His girl. I can't remember her name, but she's in trouble too. Whole bunch of other people. For... Paying to get their kids into school. Now, mind you, yes, she was caught now, but I guarantee you, this is an age-old tradition. Absolutely, absolutely, it goes way deeper. These, I, I think, I think I heard fifty people were arrested. There's got to be more. Way more. Way more. more. So at this point, I really feel they need to do a thorough investigation and go as far back as thirty Not years that, ago and just dig up everything. Way more schools. Yeah. Way more schools. Because think about that. You're telling me these people, and I'm saying these people because I'm speaking directly about wealthy people that can afford or rich people that can afford to do these things, are basically paying to have their kids admitted into top-notch schools, which obviously, by going to these schools, sets you up on a nice path for life. And like the from what I heard, like the scam was like they'd get their kids somehow like put on some kind of team, and it was like one of them um, elite sports, like the crew team, the yacht club, or, or the yacht club. Mm-hmm. And for some deserving member of a potential yacht or crew team, they're not going to get that spot because somebody is paying. Someone is having their parent pay anywhere upwards of five five hundred thousand dollars to get their kid into the school. 
And it goes beyond that. It has to go beyond that because if you need to be bought into the school, you're not going to be able to maintain the workload that's going to be put on you. Which means you got to pay. these schools. Exactly. You're going to pay to maintain the workload. Exactly. Chances are, if you don't pay to maintain the workload, then you're probably paying for your degree. So you see a lot of people... One way or the other. So now you have to question a lot of people who go to these... Ivy League schools or these top-notch colleges and universities. They graduate with these amazing degrees, but... They're the future leaders of the world. Yeah. So how smart are they really? You got to wonder. You wonder, and then that goes to kind of show what the state of the world is in, too. I was telling you this earlier. Um, A gentleman by the name of Dominic Foxworth, works for ESPN, if I'm not mistaken, used to play in the NFL. Mm. He is... um, or he used to be um, part of both the NFLPA and the NBAPA. So one of the things that he said is while he sat in meetings, he realized that a lot of these owners aren't smarter than him. Like that's one of the first things that he realized. Like these guys aren't smarter than me. Like it's very rare. yeah, they're they they got all this money. They're in this this high position of power, but they're not smarter than me. And that's the thing people don't. Tend to, I guess, old money piece together. No, but people don't always look at that as that. Just because someone is wealthy, successful, has money, does not mean that they are intelligent or have any form of education. It could be like you just said, old money, inherited money. It could be something that was paid for, bought, whatever the case may be. But this this direct incident shows that there's a deeper rooted issue that's probably been happening and needs to be investigated. Because now you know what that. You know what well, it's, done? it's already been investigated. For what should happen deeper. is to be investigated way deeper. Yeah, that's what you shouldn't I mean. stop at just 50 people being arrested. There's more. Absolutely. And now I look at it as, okay, so now you're telling me there are... And it can't be just Ivy League schools where this is happening. Of course. Now. Come on. Come on. It's going on in every... I'm guaranteeing Everywhere. it's going on in every, con- every school, basically. Every school you got to pay tuition to get into. I guarantee you people are paying to get their kids... They're paying extra to get their kids in. Just because they know it's going to set my kid up for the rest of their life and so forth and so forth. But we're kind of, not even kind of upsets me. Where it really upsets me is the fact that, again, because of money, because of wealth, because of privilege, you're able to pretty much skip the line kind of thing and bypass certain processes that other people who, for one, are probably way more intelligent than you, work a lot harder are more passionate about pursuing certain certain avenues in life in terms of education. See, and, and they don't get that opportunity because they may come from a impoverished family or middle-class family that can't afford to go to these schools. There are many different types of privileges. And this goes to show that the greatest privilege As is wealth. that of wealth. No matter what color you are, if you're wealthy, you're... You're in. You're good. You're in. Because money... You money. pay to get in. Clearly, that this this shows that you can literally just pay to get in. Yeah. You can you can buy your way out of any situation. You can pay your way into any situation, basically, if you have money. And that's why I feel, and I like to say I feel because it's my opinion, society now is driven by the pursuit of making more money or being more successful. Regardless if there's hope in high water to, to attain whatever... Fame, success, whatever level of, you know, financial security you want. Sometimes it's almost impossible, no matter how hard you try or work for it. You just end up having to work even harder. Yeah. It's, just, it's weird. It's a weird cycle, you know. 
Like, yes, it does work for some people, but again, we don't know the circumstances and everyone's situation is different, but this is why everyone is striving. It's not necessarily to say, you know what? And sometimes I look at, I look at it and I analyze people. I'm like, okay, cool. You're pursuing this financial success. What is it for? Originally, you'd think people doing it, you know, support family to do, you know, family things, take care of what you need to take care of. But then you kind of look deeper and you kind of see it's more for clout to be able to, you know, do luxurious things and show off with it. And it's like, what is the purpose of you pursuing that then if that is your end game? Why not just, you know, maintain the regular life you live? You don't need the, 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 the you know, exclusive stuff. You don't need the expensive things. You And then... We can go back to this too. You buy all these expensive things and you find out some of these companies are racist. They're they're damn near slave-minded or whatever, you know? And then you've invested all this, you know, time, effort, money into buying and working hard to attain these luxurious items and luxurious lifestyles when you find out that the people you're buying from aren't even, you know? They're not for you. Yeah. So it's almost like... They want you in a noose, literally. Yeah, and I'm not talking, it's not just to say maybe racial too, because there's obviously a lot of, uh, I guess, people who aren't of color, who are also impoverished, who also pursue this kind of, you know, try to attain this kind of success. And we all fall into the trap, basically. Say success is the biggest measure to, you know. And... Here it is. But what's it for? You can buy your way to success. You can buy your way into success. But you need money to buy your way into success. So technically, if you're broke, if you don't come from a wealthy family, you ain't buying your way into success. You either have to kiss your ass into success or damn near kill yourself working hard to even get opportunity to attain success. And if you do attain it, then you got to lucky. Then you got to bust your ass twice as hard just to even keep it. Because you know people aren't going to be happy with you being successful depending on where you come from. Especially if you don't come from that cloth of wealth. You're going to have to always prove that you, you, you deserve it, basically. So it's, it's almost like... And, and I hate to say it because I know everyone's on this whole positive vibe of like, you know, stay positive and things will work out. But you look at something like that and you're like, is there even hope then? If your competition is people who are far more wealthier than you or have way more money or you to even get into school, now it's no longer about, hey, who's smarter than the other well, person you know, or who works harder. It's more about who has the money. You can't find hope. I have seen um, a lot of Facebook posts of different um, individuals getting scholarships and getting, getting accepted into schools of the right way. Which a young is, girl? It is possible. Okay, maybe I shouldn't say there is a hope. young girl. Maybe who, I shouldn't say there is. Who is accepted is into thirty-something plus colleges and received like tens of millions in scholarship money? But now the question is, how hard did she have to grind and bust her butt to do that? Compared to, hey, here's five hundred thousand dollars. Put put our kids definitely in the yacht club, plenty, put our kids plenty in hard, but that's what I mean. She's get she's seen the the. The, the results of her hard work. Which is true. Which is true. Four quadruplets all got accepted into Ivy League schools. Okay. All brothers, too. I mean, brothers. They need to... See, these stories need to be magnified, though. For sure. They need to be celebrated. For sure. Getting into schools the right way. This is what we should be talking about instead of these R. Kelly gossip stuff. 
Like, well, there you go. Like you know. But then we know he's guilty. Like, that's what the, that's what it, that's what it comes to. Like like when it comes to the news, some people say, "Oh, the the news." I'm gonna go watch the news. I don't really like care to watch the news. I watch it for weather and sports and maybe local stuff to see if you know anyone got. I call it shot the fear the report because there's never any much there's never much good news when it comes to watching the news and. That's what I think this world needs is more good news to absolutely, motivate people. Absolutely, because it's always bad news. And it's a perfect segue because speaking of bad news, the mosque shooting that happened where upwards of 40 plus people murdered. 49. There you almost go. Almost 50, basically. 49 people got killed. Senseless. And this is in a religious establishment. Like what... Again, what is the purpose of this? What point are you trying to drive across? Hatred, terror. For what? Why? That's what it is. It's an act of terror. This is what this is what I mean. This is what the world's come to. We need more good news because people are. I don't know. People are getting screwed up. I feel people are getting screwed up based on everything that's happening in the world compared to their life. And it's just like some people have given up, and this is the outcome: is that they're lashing out in some. Now there's a think about it. Mental health right now is a lot. Is at a way higher. Maybe it's because there's more conversation around it, but I just find like it's almost. I don't know what the percentage is, but a majority of people are dealing with some type of mental health. Would would you would you would you think that could be attributed to the fact that in our modern society now there are more things that can lead a person to a state of mental disarray? Yeah, especially like depression and anxiety. Definitely. There are way more things that can lead to depression. Everything. In this modernist society. Especially with social media where everyone's trying to look for instant gratification. Yep. And when they don't find it and they're seeing a whole bunch of people who are online getting that. The exact success thing, I'm telling you. It's the, you go online and you see everyone posting online appears to be successful at whatever the hell they're doing. No one ever posts a, a Anything. No one posts a picture. And perhaps or... that's part of the problem. A lot of people are are looking, are are basing what they 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 deem as success on what society tells them. But success should be. That's what it is, though. A large... As opposed to finding what what listen should what, what defining success to them. A large personal number. When you ask people what their idea of success is. In any regard, whether it's financial success, successful relationship, whatever, everyone is going to give you the same similar answer because that's what society has deemed as successful. You got to do this and have this kind of job and earn this kind of salary in order to be considered successful. Don't forget by a certain point. And by a certain point in order to be deemed successful. And that, that might be one of the biggest leads to the depression because when people when people hit that point now and and they're and they're not there you go at the at the state of success that society deems that they should be at it causes them to because that's when everyone starts harping at you parents family oh how come you're not this how come you're not that how come you're not married this person's doing this but look at you you're not doing the comparisons start coming in that's where people should look at it like i know it's hard to say but i the way i would look at it the way i look at it is like you know what that's great for them. That makes them happy. That's what they wanted to do. I'm content and happy with who I am. I don't need any... Like, that's just the way you have to kind of look at it and just be happy with your own... I guess in your own little bubble. But that, but you're right. That's exactly what I feel causes a lot of these 
mental health issues is that there's so much pressure set by society in general and then everyone else follows what society is basically saying imagine if people just said you know what it's cool that you're saying that should be what you know what deemed successful or deemed you know appropriate but for me this works if more people did that at some point people would be like you know what Whatever, whatever success is, doesn't really matter anymore. This is what we consider success. Some people, like I've met people who consider, yo, success is, yo, I have my family around me. I have a job. It's not the best paying job, but, you know, I have roof over my head. That's successful to me. And I'm, I'm, I'm alive. I'm fine with that. I can live with that. Other people will have all of that roof over their head, family, everything. But then it's like, oh, I don't even like, that's not enough. I don't want that. I want more. I want to be able to do this. I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to... And then it becomes a chase. And if they don't hit it, then it's like, I'm nothing. At the end of the day, I think success for anybody should be their own happiness. Yes. And by happiness, I mean happiness defined based on their own personal standards, not what anybody else has put upon them and that's not necessarily easy to to, to get to that's what i was going to say because most people when it comes to what they it's something that has been touched upon already most people and 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 is and it leads to again depression and people not really knowing themselves because they find themselves basically living life for somebody else yes and that's what i was going to say when you said happiness i was going to say I don't even think people know what makes them happy or what that what their happy self is cuz far too often you're right people are trying to be who someone else sees they're trying to make somebody be. else happy basically you're living someone else's dream almost well you should be this because you know and then it's like, okay I got to I got to do this to you know make this person happy or impress this person and then you go doing that but deep down you're like man is this really what I want to do is this really me should I be here? Like, and then you start fighting with that. And then if it doesn't work out, then guess what? You feel like what? I failed. And then the people around you. And that's another thing is that people's support system, I don't think is as strong as it should be or as it used to be, I guess, back, back in the day where you had like an actual family foundation and support system. Nowadays, everyone's in the Haters. Own. One, it's haters. But then again... With everyone pursuing all of this success, everyone's in their own world to where it's just like, yo, yes, I'm cool with you. We're friends, we're family, whatever. But because I got to focus on getting to where I got to get to, I don't have time to, you know, pay attention to you or support you where you need to be supported. Everyone's just focused on what they want and they're going hard for what they want. And then by the time you know it, that's why you hear a lot of stories where people who are going through depression, things happen where they either take their lives or attempt to take their lives. And then family members are like, we didn't even notice. We didn't know anything was wrong. You know what I mean? So it's like maybe there were signs. Like, not again, I'm, I'm not discrediting. Maybe those were situations where people didn't see anything. But maybe there were signs. Maybe things were done that was out of the ordinary but because you were so focused on what you had to do and taking care of your business you kind of missed something that wasn't you know that wasn't normal switch the topic over into uh mental health a little it's a bit. good topic though absolutely i've always like when i look when i watch the news and i hear about mental health when i hear people talk about mental health well it's in our family so exactly so i always look at it i, I look at everyone i'm like you know what i think we even myself i'm like i think we all have a degree 
or a hint of some type of mental health. Maybe not diagnosed. Maybe Everybody not a, gets depressed. Everyone maybe not has a, depression. Exactly. The, but only, the, the only severity level is, is like it's not even necessarily people. the severity level. I think it's the it's the ability to bounce to deal, back or, yes, or to deal with, with it, it. To manage yeah. it. Yeah. Some people can't cope to the point where it's debilitating. Yeah, you're right. And that's what I've noticed, though. I, when I talk to people, when I meet people, when I just observe people, I'm like, you know what? We all have it. It's just some of us are able to kind of cope with it, deal with it, move on with it. There's not a single person in the world that hasn't woke up one one day and been like, I do not want to do fuck all. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to get up. I don't want to shower. F it. I just want to stay in this bed for the entire day. Yeah. I don't, I don't want nobody to say nothing to me. And I'm pretty sure we've all done it. I, I, there it is too. All, I've done it several times. Every, there's just I, 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 that's there it is too. But the difference is when that becomes your a consistent thought. That's when it, that's when it turns into an issue. Yeah. The most people can get to that point and just bounce back and be like, you know what? Ah, oh, you know what? Yeah. Let me, yeah. 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 Let me just get out of bed, head to the bathroom, brush teeth, shower, get, get ready for work, going, you know? Yeah. And then there are others where it's just, nah, this bed is going to be yeah. where I'm staying for the that's entire That's where you need day. a good support system. Absolutely. Someone, someone you can go Absolutely. to and say, look, this is how I feel right now. And that's, that's yeah, it's tough. It's really tough because you have to be able to talk to someone. And I think a lot of people aren't able aren't able to talk anymore. or want to talk about it perhaps especially in the black community it's it's it, it's something that that people often ignore and don't want to deal with but then to speak to that i guess if you're going to say in the black community i can kind of say like it, i think it's also the way that we were raised because we weren't raised to necessarily talk about certain things or bring certain things as as a point of complaint like you're gonna go to your parents and say, I, "I feel this way today. I don't feel like doing anything." I, I know exactly what? what you're talking about. You don't. You you don't feel like going to work. I I you stupid. Like that's the kind of reaction you get. It's like, are you are you crazy? So for us in the black community, like I'm I'm sure it's the same with like Caribbeans. I'm not sure, but we're African, so you know, like it's going to be very similar. Going to your parents to say either I feel like yeah I don't think we could have ever said back emotional then, like, stuff yeah like maybe now yes they understand more but back then we couldn't have gotten and said oh I feel depressed even now nah they'd be like about what <laughs> like think about it like that's what we would get and that's why I think do you not have food <laughs> about what so that's how I think do you not have your Nintendo to play <laughs> that's why I think in our I guess in the black community it's not talked about as much because we kind of just bottle it in because to bring it out, it's like, we've been poor our whole life. You better deal with life, boy. Like, you know? Yeah. We've been broke for as long as you, like, what are you talking about? Like, and then your parents will kind of look at you like, look what we went through and you're talking about that. So it's like, we never talk about it. And I think we should, maybe should have since the beginning of time. Because remember, slavery, I think, did cause a whole lot of a ripple effect. And in order Definitely. to deal with it, like, we, we are still dealing with, like, you know, some 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 uh, residual issues from it. And I still feel like a lot of black people aren't talking about it. And that is probably what has led down. So I'm not going to blame it all on that. But the fact is we don't discuss our personal issues. We tend to try to deal with it. Or we maybe, I guess, put the energy towards now, other things. 
that may be there's hard. something speaking about you you touched on slavery and it's something that I, I recently looked up on. I'm not gonna get into detail on what it is, but it's called um what's it called again? Buck busting? Yeah, buck busting. What? Buck busting? Buck. Oh. I'm about to say butt busting. But we ain't trying to have that kind of. If you if if you Google it, it, it basically it, it it eventually turns into butt busting. And it was and it was something that was done to keep slaves in line. Now, if that was ever done to you, you are definitely not talking about that. You know what I mean? That's something that you know you're gonna keep to yourself. Yeah. And nobody's really gonna come up to you and be like, uh, "Do you want to talk about it?" Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's more like they look and know what happened. They kind of be like, Ugh, and then just kind of leave it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um, a legacy of that. Yeah, it's certain it's things tough. are just not talked about. But I again, yeah, we got into a conversation. But mental health is a big, huge, huge, huge concern, and the conversation just needs to be had over and over and there over until until everyone understands exactly what it is. How to how to kind of notice what the signs are, the what the red flags are, and just be able to to be able to either refer someone to someone that can at least speak to them about it, or you know just at the end of the day, the brain's a muscle. Everyone knows what to do when their their calf muscle hurts. You yeah. know what I mean, you go to the doctor. The doctor knows exactly what to do to make your calf feel better if your calf hurts. Yeah. But when it comes to the brain, it's a whole it's different a, yeah. story. It is, yeah. It's a Pandora's box almost. You don't know what you're you don't know what you're dealing with at times. So but I think yeah, you just have to have whether you're dealing with it or not, I think everyone just needs to have an open conversation at all times to bring awareness to it as much as possible. And I think that would kind of help as time goes on. But I know it's deep rooted now. Like people have been dealing with mental health for years and now it's just being a you know, a big focal point. So you can imagine, like and that's and that's all and that's all it is. I think I think when it comes to mental health, if everybody was just able to talk honestly about it, yeah, it would really help. Because I th- feel people are feel more comfortable talking about. It. Athletes are coming out and talking about it. Like a lot more people are bringing it to the forefront. But I think that's the best way to do it. Though. Ooh, perfect segue. I'm glad you brought that up. You brought up athletes. A lot of them are talking about it. Now, how do we? Um, talk about or how do we grapple the dynamic of athletes coming out and saying that they suffer with depression? Like, if an athlete, let's say that an athlete is just dealing with one of those days where it's like a low point, you know what I mean? And it's game seven and they just don't have it. It's one of those days when they can't get up. Mm. But they made it to the game, you know what I mean? And it turned out that it was a it was a whack game. Two for thirteen shooting. Yeah, and, it, and then it ends up being because of You know what I mean? Everyone's gonna say, yo, this guy's soft, this guy's whack, his game is weak. What do you mean? Yeah. His mental is this, but you know, how do you grapple? The fact that somebody deals with something like that on a regular basis and, and they just might not be, exactly they just might level. not be able to bring it that particular day. Oh man, that's a tough one. Oh man, yeah. 
Because a good example we could say is the Mar DeRozan came Bingo. out and said, I, I knew that's Bingo. where you were heading too. But Bingo. Yeah, and then the fact that he Kevin performed. Kevin Love. Now, I'll use the Mar DeRozan. I think the Mar DeRozan is the best fit for that. It is because he's the one that he basically got traded for not in part because of, of, of playoff failures of the past. Yeah. To the point where I see a whole bunch of internet threads and the man is known as the Frozen. Yeah. Whereas he's, he's telling you he's suffering from depression and here you go with the internet bullying. I feel like people, when athletes come out and say people don't take it as... I don't want to say as serious, but people kind of look at it and say, okay, come on, you're making millions. Yes, what you that, that's what about? it is. It's come like, on, like, you it's play like ball money's for supposed living, to you know? fix everything. Like Exactly. So that's where I think... Because I'm not even like... Even when I first heard that, I was kind of like... But, I mean, you're a ball It's player. like, I will take your, your, your stupid little depression and that $50 million contract any That's day. how you think initially. And then you kind of... But isn't that just jealousy? It could be. But then again, it could just be a, a normal person thinking logically to say, honestly, like... A normal person could look at it and say, you know what? I'm going through depression and what's causing me depression is that I'm not financially secure. I'm struggling to pay my bills. I'm struggling to do this because I, I don't have the salary and that's bringing me down. And then to hear an athlete who's making millions annually to play ball saying I'm going through depression, a person like that would kind of scratch their head and say, what could you be possibly going through making all these millions that's got you so down that you can't just say, you know what? I'm here. These issues aren't like, you know, that's how a person... I feel that's how but a person would think. But it's a different lifestyle, though. You know what I that's mean? That's what I mean. So that's where you have to sit down. That's where I sat down after. Because when I first heard it, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay. We, we've been broke, poor, damn near homeless, everything. And it's like, it was because of money. Like, not to say we're rich now, but I mean, like, we're okay. We good. Yeah, like, we, we're okay. We got a roof over our head. We got food every day. It's like, it's nothing serious. So I'm like, to hear that, I was kind of like, how bad could it be? But then I kind of sat back and said, you know what? He's probably gone through things in his life. He's still a human. He's a human being. So as a human being, he remember, he wasn't a basketball player his whole life. Bingo. So there's things that could have happened. A lot of these guys aren't come from some crazy exactly. stories. Exactly. So that's where I had to back back off and think about it as a human being, not just as a, I guess, a person that's not financially wealthy or rich or anything. As a human being, who is this guy and how's he going through? So that's where I have to think back. It's okay, you know what? He grew up. He grew up in Compton. He's from LA. He's an LA kid. So you know, growing up there, you see a lot of things. A lot of things happen. You weren't you weren't an NBA player until you were like what twenty. Speaking of LA, so that's where you got. That's that's so just to finish off. That's where I looked at it and kind of had to back away from it and reanalyze it and just say, you know what, he's a human being and these guys are just human beings before they're athletes, before they're superstars, they're human beings. So they definitely did go through things growing up that probably would have led to that. So now Depression like, is depression. Whether, so, you're, whether, whether you're a homeless person on the street or a million-dollar athlete. Yes. And usually with things like that, you don't, and you don't deal with it. You don't notice it immediately or end up dealing with it immediately. It ends up affecting you. It ends up affecting you maybe like... What, 20, what, 20 years down the line? It doesn't affect you immediately. All right. So Lightning that's another, round. yeah. So that's a tough one, though, but I think more conversation, definitely. Uh, Lightning round. Lightning round. We're in sports, basketball. Basketball. Brought up LA, LeBron. LeBron, it's over. 
Well, we 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 talked we talked about it. I told we, you Kobe's coming back. Talked about it being over. I don't know about Kobe's Kobe. coming out of retirement. I don't know about all that. The LA fans already chanted for Kobe, so he's gonna come out of retirement to do what his Ernest Jordan did. He's gonna help LeBron make it finally, I guess, further in the playoffs, maybe dethrone Golden State, and Kobe mm. retains his goat status, or at least gets the goat status because it's not. But if that was to happen, wouldn't that put Kobe over LeBron? Mm-hmm. Like, 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 without question. I think right now, without question, he is Kobe is over LeBron. But that was solidified. But some would dispute that. I'm not saying me necessarily. Oh, but I know. Some would I know. Some would dispute it. But I think if Kobe did that, then definitely it would put him above. What would you be? Let's say you were the the you were the management at LA. Would you be open to trading him, LeBron? I think I. Well, this year's a wash. I th- how many years is he with them? Four? Four. So I'll wait to see how next they're year. doing next year by midseason or by trade deadline. If they're on the same kind of path and they're still not gelling, the young guys don't want to play with them, then I got to say, Brian, so you'd you be open go. to trading. I'd be open to trading. Yeah, I'd be open to trading because those guys were even yeah. perhaps sooner, maybe in the off season. Those guys were balling out before he got there, and as soon as he got there, it's like these guys don't know how to play all of a sudden. See if I can go straight up with some kind of superstar somewhere. Yeah. If anyone even wants Braun now, that's true. Because think of it, as good as he but is. there's there's a team out there that might be a LeBron away from a championship, where you can get some solid. Bro, pieces. he gets you to the finals, and he's not gonna win all the time. He's three for for what? Three for what? Like all okay, great. Let's say for example, if you were he's been to nine finals, three rings. If you were. Philly, if you traded, let's say, Jimmy Butler and no. Tobias Harris. No. You don't need for that. For LeBron. You don't need that. In two years, or not even two years, by next year, Philly's like... But that's a potential championship right now, though. Nah, not right now. I said by next year, so that would be, you're trading them next year. No, don't do that. You got a young core. LeBron's at the end of his ropes, so you don't do that. You don't do that. Nah. He's at the end of the ropes, man. You don't trade... I wouldn't trade my young assets for LeBron at this point. I would trade someone around Both his age. Both of them age. aren't really young. They're not necessarily that Tobias young. Harris ain't 30 yet. True. Jimmy Butler, True. sure. Tobias Harris ain't 30 yet. You keep him with Embiid and Ben Simmons? Nah. That's a big three for the next like five, six years. Keep him. That's like the... Well, now I'm not going to say Golden State of the East, but that's... The next could be the next step up of the East. Could ben be. Simmons got to learn to shoot first before they could be yeah, the next day of the East. We need some range. Man. We need some range. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's over for LeBron, man. It's pretty bad. I don't know why you brought him up. Like, you know, it's over. Fair enough. Over Westbrook and fans. So here's my take on it. I don't think he should be getting upset at that. I think fans pay their. F- their ticket fee. They have every right to yell, taunt, whatever they got, antagonize the other player as long as they're not being racial or violent. So then, with that said, shouldn't he have all the right to say whatever back same way? As long as he's not racial or violent. As long as he's not saying, because he did say, I'll, I'll, I'll whoop your ass, you and your wife. I don't know what the fans, he said the fans said that take a knee and whatever. Yeah, whatever. get on. So, so the fan did say something racial, then yeah, that warrants it. But I think the rule should be there should be nothing racial and there should be no violence. Well, here's threats. my scene. 
I think if any man tells you, or if any man says anything along the lines of suck my dick to you, you have the right to say, I will F you up. That's fine. Simple. So that that's all that happened. That's fine. That's all that happened. I know. But I'm not but the argument is to not let fans, you know. I think fans should be belligerent. They should cuss. They should antagonize you. They should tell you you're trash, you're garbage. See like me I, They should do that. It, I don't mind that you paid my, your money. And and not and, and my thing is if the fan can give it, he should be able to take it. Yeah. That too. I don't even think Westbrook should have got fined, and I don't think that fan should have got kicked out. No. Tick for tack, done. You're two exactly. grown men. Exactly. It's done. I think they blew it out of proportion. Making this a whole story was pointless. Like it was pointless. I'm sure fans cuss all the time. Players cuss back, and it's done. Of course, absolutely. I remember going to a game. Um, it was a preseason game, and I went with a boys' club, and we heckled the shit out of Antoine Walker. It was ruthless. And there's nothing wrong with it. But that. the thing is, the man would not acknowledge us. And that's another way the athletes could deal with it. He would not acknowledge us until one, one guy went, I guess, what crossed the line for Antoine Walker. He called him uh, a fat fuck. And at that point, Antoine Walker turned around and gave us like the coldest ice cream that we ever seen in our life. And we all sat down quickly, heads down. And did not say a word to him for the rest of the game. And that's the thing. The best way to deal with it is to ignore it. Eventually, it will die down. And if it does get out of hand, then by all means... He did not, he did not say a word. All he, all he took was a stare. We knew but, he knew not the, but that's the thing. He was, I guess, I don't want to say mature enough, but he knew how to deal with it in his own way where it wasn't going to be... It wasn't blown up and it didn't turn into anything more than it was. But again, I just think the media... Because it's Westbrook, too. It's Russ. All right. Sergi Baca. It's Russ. Ah... Sergi Baca. Always fighting. It's the African in him, man. He's always throwing punches, never landing. I don't think he's he's been he's been in like I think he has the record for most NBA and NBA fights. And never landing punch. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he just likes to swing. Swing and misses. Hey. But if if he had connected well they both swung and missed anyways. But if he had connected, that could have been a good Good little knockout, but I don't know. Maybe he didn't really want to fight. Maybe it was just it escalated of, quickly. Yeah, it escalated. I wonder what Marquise Chris said to him. It was probably uh, get your bitch ass up. Get the fuck up off the ground, bitch. Something along those it's lines. Like, what did you say? Yeah, I would kill you. He went for his neck, and that's how you know he's African. He went for the neck choke first. Not even, not even to push him. Not even to swing. He went for the neck choke. That's how Africans fight. They don't fight in Africa. Don't fight us Africans. Choke you by your neck, and then we'll give you one two punch in your mouth like this. <laughs> but nah, that's it was, it was hilarious. Like, it was funny to see, but at the same time, it's like right now is not the best time to be doing that crap. Mm-hmm. Actually, I guess it probably is because nah, we still got some time before the playoffs. If it was going into the playoffs, then it would be then it'd be wild. Like, you go into the play the way you go into the playoffs. Is as a cohesive unit, you don't have no drama. Right, there's enough, no there's enough games for for nah, man. to get over that drama because you're not looking at it. There's other teams because he's gonna come bro. back. By the time he comes back, we're still gonna have at least ten games left. That's nice and lovely, but I'm still talking, guy. There's going into the playoffs. It's a delicate situation. Everything has to be 
And how many perfect. games back are we from team? Everything has to be perfect. How many uh, games back are we from uh maybe a couple? From from the Bucks, maybe a yeah. couple. Cause the Bucks are rolling right now, man. They're not rolling. A lot of teams are rolling right now. They're not rolling. They lost a few games. Yo, they're rolling. And I guarantee so watch, Toronto's gonna end up playing what's their name? Ooh, three games back. Yeah, so yeah. Toronto's gonna end up playing in Detroit. It's gonna happen. What does it look like? It's gonna happen. Mm, not yet. It's gonna happen. Not yet. So what's going on with um the privacy stuff? Or privacy stuff. So apparently Transition. Apparently a lot of um uh, these social medias aren't as safe as we think they are with your privacy. I mean I, I, to personally you shouldn't you shouldn't be putting up anything that you ain't trying to let the whole world see. It's true. But here's it. So okay. Because you're putting it out there on, on the online. One you person are. one person said um one person they were talking about how the internet was thirty years old yesterday, I think. Mm. And it was like happy birthday to her. Like how do you know it's a girl? It's like, um, what did the guy say? She never forgets and who cares about the well, the, the first one? But the, but the main one was like, she never forgets. Okay. The internet never forgets. If you put it up there, it's That's there. Good, yeah. No, but I mean, in terms of privacy, I'm talking about the way all these apps connect to your social media, connect to your cell phone, connect to your storage, connect to your cloud. Like, everything is just intertwined. It's like... One time I was on Facebook. But you give permission to it. Bro, you don't have a choice. No. Well, if you don't want to... It depends on what apps you want. On your if phone. you want to upload stuff, you got to give permission to for it to have your device storage. If you want to use certain apps or most apps, you got to open your location. It depends on the life you want to live. We all have... Do you not have Facebook? I do have Facebook. It has access to your photos, no? But Yeah, but I do not have Messenger. No, I don't have Messenger. I don't need that crap. That's... But no, the reason I brought it up is that one time I was on, I was on Facebook, and I'm looking through like I'm going through my I went to photos and I'm looking through and I'm like, why the hell are pictures that I have on my phone, in my Facebook account? Like it looked like it was set up, posted everything, but it wasn't. It already, it did like a mock setup of it to where it looked like it was posted. All I had to do was click like upload, so I could have done that by accident without even knowing. It had every, like, I'm like, yo, why, why are the kids' pictures all you over Facebook? It. it has, act- obviously, to in order to be able to post this, it has to have access to your photos. You it. So that's all I'm saying is that, and also I noticed at one point, my phone kept asking me to back up my data. Oh, I took that off early. I did that. I declined. I turned it off. No, I'm not backing up data. Asked me again, like a few days later. Again, no, nah, I'm not backing up data. Then the next thing I know, another couple days later maybe, I see a notification is like phone data backed up to cloud. Interesting. And I'm like, wait, I did I turned it off. I did not accept anything. 
So it automatically did it after a couple of times for whatever reason. And now I'm stuck. Well, not stuck, but I turned it off. But I'm like, what if I hadn't noticed that? Who authorized what phone that? phone is that? Samsung. That's Interesting. It. So I'm like, who authorized that? I'll be getting that phone. Any phone, bro. I just feel it's any device. Smartphones, man. They're I mean, I'm going back to a flip phone. I know. They're a lot smarter than we think they are. It was like, our whole conversation right now is probably recorded. I'm going back to a flip phone. I'll just have a tablet. Put I WhatsApp want, I didn't want anything anymore. I think we're running out of time. Yeah, our producer telling us to wrap. I think we might have gone over time. Did you go over time, producer? Yeah, we did go over how, time. How much? Well, how much? Let's hear it. Six minutes. <laughs> Hmm. Hmm. I skipped it. In editing time, that's about a half hour. Yeah, let's do this like a Vlad interview. I don't know Pro- how that director. Did. You could be Vlad. Ask us some questions. You already know how I feel about him. Oh yeah, yeah. You sit. Oh, so might as well just. Sorry, Vlad. You know, gotta gotta do this. Might as well. But this, um, you speak on it. I, I don't know. So. Director's upset. This is your thing. I, I didn't even know about this until we were driving in today. But director's upset because apparently Vlad had um, someone on his show. One of the, I guess, Tupac accusers. The, yeah, from when he had the whole rape charge and that sent him to prison. So amidst all of this Michael Jackson thing happening where, I hate to say Oprah Winfrey's like leading the charge to kind of, you know... Now, Vlad apparently had this person on the show. I'm like, so producers are upset because, and I kind of, I do agree. I'm not going to say kind of, I do agree because why would you bring, like, it's almost like you're trying to tarnish his reputation out to bring question to say, did he really do it? Retarnish. Yeah, it's like his reputation has been tarnished as done Sent him to the jail. Sent him to to the damn grave, yo. He, He was assassinated, basically. And now you're bringing this to... Further discredit his his legacy for what? It's almost like again I'm, I don't want to get into the topic, but legacies are being destroyed. And from well, what, I think you do. From what that could be another another podcast. But from what our producer is saying, yeah, if he if he did do that and brought that person on, then what is your what is your all name? you have to say is you don't like DJ Flag. I'm not gonna. I gotta explain why though. There has to be an explanation. You just don't say you don't like someone. But I'm personally, I watch his, I watch his interviews. But hearing this, I, I, that's one thing I wouldn't agree on is that by doing that, it's almost I'm like indifferent. It's almost like like you're trying to jump on that lifetime wave now and say, hey, let's do a surviving Tupac. You know, you want Let let's do that. So to kind of capitalize, because like, apparently it's probably lucrative cancel, at this point. Cancel Tupac too. Exactly. And then what's next? Mute Pac. Look. They're gonna come out to Tiger Woods next. <laughs> Tiger Woods is next. Who else is next, yo? MJ. They're gonna try. They're gonna try Kobe. They're gonna go back to Colorado and be like, "Hey, find some new evidence." There was another girl <laughs> that didn't come forward. Like, let's take a look at them draws, them diabolical draws again. Mm. So it's like, when does it? Chappelle said, "When does it end?" Most and who who's gonna jump on the next wave, kind of thing. So if Vlad, if DJ Vlad did that, I'm kind of. A, you know, I watch his stuff, man. Like, I like his interviews. I like his stuff. But that kind of seems like... To a, me, he's meh. That's a power move for me to say, you know what? I want to jump on this new trend. Big fat M-E-H. Meh. I don't know. Exactly. That I don't agree with. That I don't agree with. And then there was... Uh, yeah, there was an interview I saw with Big Knock and 
Vlad talking about Easy E, and there was a dis, you know, not even a disagreement, but Big Knock mentioned he wasn't too, or Vlad mentioned that Easy E's was a little pushy. No, nah, that Easy E's daughter wasn't happy with the post he made, insinuating that Easy E died of AIDS. of HIV AIDS. Yes, but his daughter obviously was upset because they don't want she doesn't want her father to be depicted as that because there's more to the story and the truth isn't exactly what everyone thinks it is. So Vlad was part of that too. So hearing this now, it's like this is two things in one day that I, because I watched that interview today and then hearing this kind of now, it's like, ugh. Like the story's consistent that maybe Vlad is trying to, I'm not saying I don't like Vlad, but I, the approach, the last couple of things I've seen or heard now is kind of bringing a lot of okay, these motives. So they're question. starting not to like Vlad. Not starting I, that. I have to look into it further to confirm, you know, these. Okay, so story. Vlad might be suspect. How about that? Might be. I'll say it might be. Suspect. There it is. Because there's a lot of stories. People say it. A lot of people say it. It's not just coming from me, from us. People, a lot of people said he's the feds, he's this, he's that. I don't know, but in terms of, you know, like Dame Dash has said, he's a culture vulture. But keep in mind that opinion only this side of the table. Only this side. Just an opinion. I this side of the table, just meh. Like I said, I watch him. I watch him. I like his interviews. But hearing this and then seeing the interview with Big Knock and the post he made it easy, maybe he's he is riding a culture wave to his benefit. But at the end of the day, too, no, he ain't the only one. But that's what I'm saying. He's not. He's not the only one. But he is also in a way. Helping the culture by wave is pretty dope. He's helping the culture by also providing a platform for people. So it's double sided. You got to give and take. So that's where I guess I kind of stand with it. But I don't agree is what I would say with him bringing someone back to reaccuse Tupac. It, it kind of makes no sense, and that is what it is. But not I don't. All right, we're don't supposed like to wrap ten minutes ago. Yeah, we're supposed to wrap. So we'll just wrap now because eleven minutes ago. There it is. Poor producer. What mm. is that? What is that? An hour in, in editing time? It's my life. His life. It's okay. All right, we'll leave it at that. We'll wrap up. It's the Tebow and Debo Show. Tebow and Debo Show. Uh, I can't do it. I can't do it. I told you, you got to be the one. Anyways, we're going to sign Deuces. And go get lit for one final time before calling it a wrap. It's late. It is. Everybody else is out partying. We're shooting a podcast. Damn, we boring, man. We need a life. That head dog. We need a life.